Uh, let's see what's happening here. Hey, good morning. This is Tony. Welcome to Finding Subjects. What am I doing today? I had a busy weekend. Going to have a little bit of residual noise here today. I got a lot going on. If you listen closely, you'll hear the... Hear it? It's the washer machine. Got the wash going today. Had a Maytag moment yesterday. Yeah, had a breakdown. But here's the wonderful thing about the internet. You get an error code come up and you're like, okay, man, like, what's this mean? E2 something three or error three code two. I, don't, I forget what it was exactly, but, you know, who has the money to, you know, to call repair people all the time? All the things that happen around here. I'm like, I'd be going broke. I'd be living in a tent outside. But anyway, uh, so I searched the internet. I found, you know, on YouTube, I found these different videos of, hey, check this or check that. It was like 10 different things to check. And I actually do have some of my old tools. I have some old meters and stuff like that. So, you know, I waited till <laughs> I waited till my wife left. Not that I can't fix things, but I don't need her to remind me of the projects that I did mess up <laughs> in my life, as opposed to my success stories. Yeah, you know, guys, you, you got where I'm coming from. You know, and uh, you can't do that. I'll hear it right now. You can't do it. Don't no. Don't get into that. Call somebody. Well, no, I'm not going to call somebody. I would rather. I'd rather take a, something apart and have a box full of extra parts than call somebody first. It's the same deal with prior to the GPS and all that type of stuff where we'll figure it out. If we got to go somewhere, we got to go somewhere, we'll figure it out. I remember one time we were going down to uh, the Jersey Shore and I must have been to the Jersey Shore, I don't know, a couple hundred times and always used to go the same, the same way, the back roads over Commodore Barry Bridge in uh, Chester, Pennsylvania. And you weed your way back, you you know, you'll figure your way back here. Well, they changed some roads, and I remember the one time we we're going down. My wife's like, "You don't you don't know where you are, do you?" I'm like, "Of course I do." I said, "This is just the scenic route. It's nice back here. I like I like checking out the trees and stuff like that." And she's just looking at me like, "Right." So uh, I seen the stop sign up ahead, and there was a gas station to the right. I said, "Ah, I gotta go to the bathroom." She's like, "You gotta go to the bathroom." I go, "Yeah, I gotta go to the bathroom." So I go in there, and the guy, I get out of the car, and the guy's standing. There. I say, yeah, you got a bathroom? Yeah, 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 right around the side. And he goes, grab the key in the office. So I go I go in the office. I'm like, dude, to this guy sitting here, where am I, man? I said, I got to get to Route 55. Oh, they changed it. There's an access right up here. You can go down another stop sign and make a left. I said, perfect. I walk out. He goes, yo, about the key. I said, now nah, I'm good. So I got my directions, and I, I get in the car. My wife's looking at me. You were lost. You are lost. You do know not. You do not know where you are. I gotta know exactly where we are. We go to that stop sign up there and make a left, and 55's right there. Oh man! And of course I can't lie. I said, okay, I, I got lost. <laughs> it's it's how it is, man. But you know we get these things in our heads that we can do these things. Well, we can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And I'm gonna do it. And I'm not, no one's gonna tell me any different. So anyway, we get this stinking error code on this uh, washing machine, and I'm like, you know, and it's stopping like right, right at the end of cycle, and it's locking the doors, the whole nine yards. So I saw this thing on uh, YouTube. Oh, check this, man. These wires might be cut. Well, who, how does that even happen? Well, sure enough, that you know, where they clamp the wires, it must be a, a recurring problem. Yeah, these wires were cut. You know, we got we pulled back, and... It was easy to do. It was easy to get to the back of to get to the back of the unit. Just unscrewed a couple bolts, and there they were. They were just sitting there. It was like eureka moment because it was such an easy fix. 
boom, bada boom, bada bing. Splice them wires together, a little duct, you know, not duct tape, a little electrical tape. Turn around, put that, put the uh, panel right on the back and press the button. It's working. So, of course, I drug it out and took a bunch of pictures. I drug the story out to tell my wife how hard that fix was. It was impossible. We should have called somebody. It would have cost like 500 bucks to call somebody. You know, you inflate. It's like a fish store. You would just inflate that. You make her feel that you did something great. <laughs> and even though it was a, a four-minute fix. Anyway, I'm just happy to hear the sound of that thing running. So that's in the background today. I'm proud of it. I'm not going to eliminate that sound. We got the washing machine going, thanks to me. And uh, what else? Just, oh, oh yeah. So uh, I said... I was looking at my drawers, and I, and I had lost something in this place. And I'm in a condo. It's a small condo. And like I told you this before, we did the Swedish death cleaning. If you don't know what that is, it's there's a book about, about it. And someday I'm going to buy the book and read the book. But I've, I've heard abbreviations about this book. And it's just about like really minimalizing all the stuff that you have in your life. Kind of just like cleaning it out, getting rid of it. And in that regard, they call it the Swedish death cleaning and such. But excuse me. Uh I did that a long time ago. So if I lose something in this place, there's either one or two things where that thing has gone, that item has gone. Either somebody threw it out, which it's not me, because <laughs> I don't throw things out. So I'm not saying that my wife throws everything out, but maybe it just got misplaced, or somebody threw it out, or I don't know. So anyway, I started looking for this one little thing that I knew I had, and I couldn't find it anywhere. And I checked the drawers and I took all my clothes out of, I have like two drawers literally, by the way. And so I said to my wife, look, hey, um, you, would you like this drawer? It's a bigger drawer. It's towards the top. Would you like to have this drawer? And she's looking at me like, yeah, what are you doing? I said, I'm just, I'm looking for something, but I think I'm going to clean this drawer out too. Now, this is all, I don't know, hopefully it's going to make some sense to you later on, but I have the same clothes for winter and summer. I don't know how you people are. I, I have winter clothes and summer clothes. That's it. They're all together in one drawer. I wear t-shirts all year long. I'll wear shorts into December and January, depending on how cold it is. Uh, got some socks. I got the short socks for the sneakers and the shorts. And I have, uh, you know, a longer sock. You know, like, I guess, what do you call it? Uh, I don't know what the heck they call them. Just socks. Longer socks, <laughs> normal socks. That's what I wear. I wear, I got like two, maybe I think three pair of jeans that I wear. That's it. And then I also had the polo shirts in there that it look a little nicer. I'll wear those. Um, I have a suit that doesn't fit me anymore. I got a sport coat in there. I, I haven't worn it in probably since I bought it. I got a couple ties, one pair of dress shoes, one pair of like a Timberland. Uh, they're like a brown what, hiking, a trail boot. Uh, I used those for when we went to uh, Ireland and Scotland and England and Iceland. Perfect, comfortable boot, by the way. Waterproof, really nice boot. I guess they call that a hiking boot, but I don't really hike. Uh, two pair of sneakers, and I just, uh, right there is basically my wardrobe. Now, I do have a couple bags of clothes that are uh, mediums and maybe a couple large things in there. All my other clothes are the extra large, the XLs. Now, why do I have these other bags of clothes? And this is the, where the conversation goes yesterday. So I dump everything out of my drawer, and I'm like, I'm going to organize this stuff. 
I don't know how other people do this. I, I've never looked in anybody else's drawers. I've never talked to somebody about clothes. This is just how I roll. If I need a pair of underwear, I'm going into the same drawer where my T-shirts and my socks and my shirts and my jeans are, and I'm fishing around for the underwear. Because if I do the laundry, and if it's folded, my stack is sitting there, I put it away, it goes in one ball in the drawer. <laughs> it's not organized. So I got to fish through everything. I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm going to organize some stuff so I know where everything is. And we do laundry like every other day. So uh, my wife comes in and she's looking at all this stuff. She's like, you got like 12 shirts here, T-shirts. I've never seen you in half of those shirts. Why don't you just get rid of them? Why don't you just throw them out if you're not going to use them? And I'm like, no, it's a perfectly good shirt. <laughs> she's like, but you don't use it. I said, but it's perfectly good. Look at it. She goes, if it's perfectly good, does it fit you? I said, sure it fits me. She goes, well, why don't you ever wear it? I said, I never get to it. She goes, you mean you can't find it? I said, maybe. <laughs> but I, I, I came to the conclusion that she was making some sense here. <laughs> so she gets into the closet and she whips out the two bags. What's this? I said, you know what that is. She goes, these are other clothes that you never wear. She goes, listen, why don't you just get rid of this stuff? I said, because it's good stuff. It's good. She, she proceeds to open the bag and she starts pulling clothes out. How about this? Would you ever wear this? I go, maybe. She goes, what do you mean maybe? I said, well, I don't fit in that stuff right now, but I'm going to. And in my head, I'm thinking about the word husky from when, from when we were kids. If anybody out there knows what I'm talking about, the husky section of Sears. I hated, hated the husky section. I still hate the husky. I hate that word, husky. I know there's tools out there called Husky. This is not about the tools. This is about this is about not being able to leave the table until you ate five meals that your put your your parents put in front of you because they didn't have food when they were their kids and they boosted your weight up and made you Husky. <laughs> there's a whole different episode right there about Husky. We'll get there someday. But anyway, so I'm telling my wife that's all perfectly good stuff that I fit in at one time, but I don't happen to fit into it right now. But I plan on it. Because it's on the plans. Because this is going to be the summer. This is the year. Every New year, every New Year's. This is the year, we say to each other. I had a buddy, Murr. <laughs> he had his lucky sweater, his lucky pants. This is the year. This is the summer. Which meant, yeah, this is the year we're going to lose weight. We're going to get in great shape. It's going to be the year, man. Well, this is always the year. And these bags have been sitting in, in that closet for since I've moved here and from the other house. And this is not the year. <laughs> And I realized that as I sat there and she went into the kitchen, I sat there looking at those bags. I'm at a different place in my life. This is not going to be the year. This is not going to be the summer. And I'm probably never going to wear those pants again. And I'm closing that bag. So I went on a mission and man, did I do some cleaning out. I just had to look at a perfectly brand new pair of, you know, uh, 34 Wranglers and say, ah, you know, I'm not doing too good. I don't think I'm going to drop it down to this to this size here, right here. Boom, into the bag. Oh, what a cool shirt. The Spectrum. The Spectrum. I saw so many concerts at the Spectrum. In the bag. Philadelphia Union shirt in the bag. Brand new Colts Manning jersey. In the bag. All this crazy stuff that I've been saving and lugging around. In the bag. The bag to go away. 
to somebody else who could use this stuff. So anyway, I'm telling you, I cleaned so much stuff out. Never found what I was looking for. But man, my condo is so much lighter now. I can feel it. <laughs> I'm looking in the closet. I'm laying here right now. I'm looking in the closet. There, everything is empty. I, 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 can, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, six shirts hanging up. That's it. I got three pair of shoes. I got, I have about, uh, seriously, I have about 12 copy books up there. And they're all my notes. Notes for the podcast. Notes for writing books. Um, and guess what I did find? I found floppy disk. Yes. I'm kind of excited about this, but kind of like, uh, really, dude? You're going to go there again. But on these floppy disks are books that I've written and I've saved. That's how long ago I started doing that. And I'm thinking to myself, do I, or even is there, uh, a, a contraption to convert floppy disks into a like a MacBook, an old MacBook, that I can read with the X on them? I know it's on them, but do I want to read that? And maybe I do. Maybe I do. So maybe I'm going to. I don't know. I found these floppy disks. Hilarious. Like a ghost from the past. So I don't know. I might crawl into some of that, some of that soon and see if I can get somehow a cheap device online somewhere where they can I can convert these uh, floppy disks that can read them into my MacBook and maybe I can read them aloud to you might be interesting that's a story in itself right there but uh so it was uh, all this stuff I gave away yesterday I brought it down to a place called Chester Eastside Ministry if you live in the Delaware County uh, area Delaware Valley and you have anything that you need to get away, get rid of or donate Chester Eastside Ministry down there in Chester could really use that it's going to get, it's going to uh, the community and uh, people in need. It's a it's a great way to donate some clothes, but and whatever you have, any other household stuff. So anyway, we've got rid of a lot of that stuff, and um, so I gave my wife the big drawer, and all her stuff's in there now. So guess what? If I open my drawer, my underwear's to the left, my socks are in the middle, got a couple pair of jeans to the right, then the next drawer is my t-shirts. Actually, fold it to the point where I can see what the t-shirt is instead of just a white shirt having no idea what's on the front of it like I fold it inside out I don't care but I care now because some of those some of those shirts that I lobbied to keep I'm going to prove to my wife that see I wear this and she'll say well when's the last time you wore it before this and I'll say I don't remember <laughs> it was a long time ago darn it Anyway, so that's it, man. As you can tell, I'm in, I'm in a good mood, and I'm, I'm in a really good mood. Uh, I talked to a friend yesterday. It's always really great to talk to this person, man, and uh, we just, we're just talking about everything, talking about life, and this is a great day. But uh, anyway, uh, it's funny. I was thinking about the word uh, traits and attributes this weekend. Now, you would be saying, why would you? thinking about words like that because I was thinking about uh, people in general people and success and what what makes somebody successful and again I've said before the word success is uh, subjective because we all have different opinions on what success means to me success means finding a balance in life uh, being happy being satisfied with what we have and if we don't you know, just trying each day to live life better. I mean, that's my whole mantra here is, you know, giving thanks uh, for each day. And then uh, absolutely every single day, even if it's a bad day, giving thanks for it because, um, you know, the the option is much worse of not being here. So 
It's about living and appreciating life, respecting others, just being positive, man, sharing a positive vibe with everyone and acknowledging that we all do have our, our, our problems in life, our anxieties, our adversities. And the object is for all of us in our own little daily struggle is to get from point A to point B, which is the end of the night, dealing with life. And I think it's all about attitude. And having the positive attitude is just all about also uh, positive attributes. So I was just thinking about that. Even if I'm writing, um, you have to, you know, you have to invent a character. Or if I'm doing a nonfiction, it's, that's easy. But then I lost, I also always look at the character and say, what are the positive attributes of that person? Um, and how is that going to come across to uh, the reader? So I was just thinking about positive attributes to people, um, which could be, and successful people, let's put it that way. And I'm going to mention some words, and these are things that I think that make someone uh, a positive person, having positive attributes. Drive, uh, patience, extremely important word patience, because I know I'm someone who never had any patience, zero patience as a young person, until I was diagnosed with my heart problem then you learn all about patients quickly because as fast as you want test results as fast as you want answers you realize and understand it does not work that way and most things in life do not work that way you have to wait and that's just how it is and if you don't develop patients quickly then you're going to drive yourself crazy because you can't be calling an office a doctor's office or a hospital every day or once an hour like I would like to you just have to have it in your head and understand and learn things take time and during that downtime that you're waiting you need to occupy your mind with something else hopefully something positive and so I learned all about patience early uh, willpower same thing it's kind of like it's something that you have to really work on and just hold yourself back from something it's about personal discipline um, not easy for a lot of people. Self-reliance, integrity, huge word for me, integrity, uh, passion, optimism, the ability to communicate with others. <laughs> Probably, I think, one of the most important attributes in life, the ability to communicate effectively with people. I, I know people that I know they mean well, but when they come out with of the words uh, to try to communicate with someone... It's just, I know it's not conveying the message that they have in their heads, and they are often misunderstood, and I've even taken the time to try to explain to them sometimes, like, why their message didn't go over exact, how exactly how they wanted it to, precisely how they wanted it to. Um, it was just their just inability to be able to communicate effectively, and it's really, I don't know if it was just like thinking of the words coming out of their mouth prior to saying it. But I have a couple friends that I really have a problem with that, and they've been working on it. But communicating effectively is absolutely everything. It's critical because you can shut somebody off in a heartbeat. And, uh, you know, it's just a, a vital attribute to have. So uh, I think I heard my phone text, and I do not care right now. So also, self-confidence. In fact, I'm going I'm to just read these out, these words I have written down. Then we'll, maybe we'll go back on a couple. Self-confidence, ambition, an inquisitive mind, remaining calm under pressure. We already said communicator before. Uh, being cooperative with others. Being courageous, flexible, forgiving, outgoing, patient, perceptive, positive, responsible, and understanding towards others. And these are all 
positive attributes that I often think about with myself. I kind of like this is like a little personal checklist with me. You know, let's talk about the self-confidence thing. I, I don't know how you were. I mean, I do know friends that they were reeking with self-confidence their entire lives. Me, not really, not in my younger lives. I mean, my lives, I had more than one. <laughs> not in my younger life. As a young person, my self-confidence was, eh, you know, let's, say, let's call it 50% out of 100. You know, I just wasn't totally confident in myself in regards to uh, the things that I was capable of. Uh, am I a good person? Am I a nice person? Am I worthy of others to be friends with others or going out with a girl? Like, am I worthy to go out with her? Uh, you know, we think about these things and we question ourselves and we knock ourselves down. We all do it in everything in life, even today, uh, in, in a job, in, a, in relationships, in a challenge that is before us and a task that we wish we wish to uh, uh, complete. We talk ourselves down. And we can't do that. I'll never be able to do that. Uh, that's too much work. Whereas now, I reek. I absolutely reek with self-confidence. <laughs> I have ever since, uh, I think, what truly taught me my self-confidence was um, my sensei. It, you know, going to karate. Pushing myself beyond physical bounds that I never, ever thought I would be able to achieve. But just trusting and listening and, again, trusting in myself and, dude, you can do this. Being a positive voice in my own mind, you can do this. Look around you. Other people are doing this. You can do it. And we talked about that earlier, you know, just how many sets of repetitions of different exercises we have to do, how grueling it was. And just that discipline that I was taught uh, there, that self-discipline, that just carried over right to the self-confidence level as well you know just in everything in my life um also with overcoming you know and, and not necessarily always overcoming the heart problems that's a daily deal that we deal with i deal with and you may have a health adversity as well it's something you wake up with every day and you got to take that on you know keep it in its place and how how the best you would you deal with that well you gain confidence with that as well. Like, it's going to be okay, dude. You're going to be all right. You're going to make it through the day. It's going to be good. And you have to keep repeating these mantras in your head, and you keep them positive. And these are things, again, uh, I'm talking, I'm calling these positive attributes, but I also mean a positive mantra, like this this tape that we have in our heads that continues, or it's on a loop. And we have that since childhood this loop that goes on in our head of different thoughts that we have about ourselves and we might not even be conscious of it we might not even be aware of what we're telling ourselves can't do that oh my god i can't i'll always screw this up i screwed it up before i'm not good enough whatever that is i can't do this i can't do that not good enough not worthy these are little tapes that continue the little voice in our head and we have to change those and how i change them is i look at these words and I, you know, just every once in a while, just check them out, man. And again, uh, the self-confidence level has leaped, creeped, you know, leaped. Uh, I don't even know what I want to say. They're leaped, leaps and bounds over mountains. I don't know. <laughs> I, lost, I lost that right there. I'm having self-confidence problems in that we're talking about self-confidence. I am not. Self-confidence, man, you dig deep and you can achieve anything. That's me. And that's you too. You can do it. Anyway, ambition, having that fire within, 
just going for something. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get it done, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to complete that, and I'm going to complete it well. And then the inquisitive binds me all the time, all day long. What can I do better than I did yesterday? Um, you know, or how's this work? How's that work? Can I fix this washing machine? Or do I got to call the Maytag repairman? Is he still there? That old guy from TV? Waiting for our phone call? <laughs> and I have confidence sometimes. But, you know, there are times where you should just bail and call a professional. Only you know that answer. <laughs> Remaining calm. Just last week, I had to pick up my father-in-law and take him to the train. I go there to pick him up and... He's in a, he, oh, there's a huge accident on 95. We, we're going to have to go down 291. And my God, we can't go through Glen Mills. The tornado was up there and up in that area, up in Thornton, and all the trees are down. And we're going to have to maybe Route 13. And I'm like, yo, Big Ron, what, what, what? I got it. It'll be good. I got ways. <laughs> ways will get me around anything. And we went down 291, didn't have a problem at all. But my man was panicking. I'm like, we're going to be good, man. Remain calm. Chive on or something, whatever that says. Remain calm. Communication, we talked about that. And cooperative, being cooperative with people. Instead of hammering against each other all the time, someone, you know, sometimes give someone a chance. Work together. Courageous. All of this takes courage. Man, I mean, the, the courage to change a job, the courage to be kind to somebody who may have not been kind to you in your entire life. The courage to try different things. To, you know, it might even be a different food. The courage to trust yourself. The courage to believe in yourself. The, the courage to understand you are a good person deep within. Regardless if other somebody else might have said no, you got to believe in yourself. you got to look into yourself and say, you know what, I am a good person. And that takes courage sometimes. And you have to believe that. All right, what else? Being flexible. You know, it's not so steadfast in everything that you think. It's right. Always listen to other people's opinions about something in life. They might be right. You might learn something from them. We have to listen. Trust. But verify. <laughs> oh, man. I'm in a weird mood today. Outgoing. I have zero problem with being outgoing. Being patient, we talked about that. Being perceptive. To me, being perceptive is, you know, if I encounter somebody that has something, has something going on, you know, you can tell it's just off a little bit. They might be unhappy. They might be sad. They might be angry. I try to be perceptive as to what is going on with them. I try to be, and perceptive kind of slides right over to being understanding, to being empathetic. Uh, oh, my, my washing machine. Listen to that sound of that thing running. Beautiful. But uh, Sorry, I get sidetracked. I just heard it kind of like downshifting. It was a beautiful sound. But anyway, um, you know, that kind of, they kind of, kind of go hand in hand with that, you know, with that perceptive. Being positive, it's hard, man. It's hard constantly being, seeing things positive because it's so easy to be negative about something. We'll never make it. We're doomed. It was glum from the Gulliver's Little Travels. I mean, it's easy to throw in the towel. It's easy to quit. Quitting in life is the easiest thing in the world. Fighting on, being persistent, being half of these words from this positive attitude, a- attributes, drive, patience, willpower, self-reliance, integrity, passion, optimistic, ambitious. These are all hard things to do. But uh, being positive is huge. Being responsible and being understanding. 
All right, we'll go to the negatives real quick because I think most of us know somebody or have in one time or another exuded, exhumed this, have uh, utilized these uh, mindsets, being arrogant, being cruel, cynical, dishonest, jealous, patronizing, selfish, unpredictable, vulgar, inflexible, and evil. Not good. So yes, I utilize these words when I'm thinking about developing a character for a book. I also utilize these words and think about just my life in general and do I fit in any of those categories. And if I do, what can I do to change that? If it needs to be changed, if it needs to be altered. Um, you know, life, going through life each day with the proper mindset, with a positive, optimistic mindset is a battle in itself for most of us. It's just hard remaining positive. It's hard remaining in a good mood. And I can sit here and say, uh, well, what's the motivation for that? How about just to have a good day? That simple. Success, like I said, is subjective. Success in your head may mean one thing. Success in my head means finding balance in life, finding happiness in life. At the end of the day, looking back on the day and say, this was a good day. Doesn't mean this was a great day. I, you know, I somehow got a thousand dollars. It just means today was a good day. I achieved happiness. I had good feelings, but good positive feelings all day long. And in reality, sometimes, isn't that just the best thing? Isn't that what we're all striving for? Think about that. You know, we don't have to obtain something material every day. Being a success can just mean simply successfully being happy for a day. Think about how many people you know are miserable or cannot just achieve success that way. They are just not happy people. They're just, you know, just got a lot going on, beat themselves down mentally. And maybe they do have a lot of things going on in their life that are negative. But when you strip it all away, Success to me is balance in life. Balance in too much of anything sometimes is not good. Now, I could always take too much of happiness. That would be cool. I think that's a good thing. People will say too much money, not a bad thing. Yeah, it is. But balance, man, I'm after balance personally. And to me, success is waking up each day, uh, being thankful all day long, being aware to be thankful because we, a lot of us are not, we take things for granted. We think that what we have now, it's just a given it's there. Uh, we don't really acknowledge how important it is or how, how easily it can be lost. Uh, our lives are fragile. Seriously, everything we have, this is fragile. Anything can be taken from us in a heartbeat. So I think my opinion of what success truly is, is this. Waking up each day, being thankful for exactly what we have, not wantful for what we don't have. Where are we? Are you serious? You know what that song is? Did you, did you take your medicine? Did you, did you take your medicine? Yes, I did. I took my medicine. Shut up, phone. Oh, man. There's people out there like, I'm really embarrassed if I leave that in. 
people that I like, you know, really respect and everything. Like, dude, did you just sing a song? Like, did you just make up some corny song about taking your medicine? Yeah, I hear that thing every day, 365 days a year. So if I want to sing a song about it, there you go. But I took it, but it's a great reminder, seriously, because there'll be days where, you know, you get caught up with something, whatever, and you're, oh man, did I take my medicine today? And then I'll say, hey, hon, did I take my medicine today? And she'll say, well, it's open. Yeah, but they're all open. So did you even fill it up today? And I'd be like, wow. And that's not cool. You don't want to be missing your medicine. So I downloaded this medicine app that reminds me every day. And that's the five minute beforehand. And then it's going to do the song again. And uh, I'll hear it. So if I'm driving in the car and that song comes on, I'll make up some words to it. Like I just did. So listen, it's all about life. It's about having fun. I'm pretty fun. Goofy as heck, but anyway, if you should hear some of the things I sing. But yeah, a success truly is to me, if you want my definition of success, and I'm talking to you, whoever you are, whomever you are, my relative 30 years in the future or whatever, or just a friend or someone that, that or listens at you, the listener, you could be all the way on the other side of other side of the world, Malaysia, Australia, China. Success. My opinion of success is being thankful for what we have each and every day and understanding that it could be taken away at every moment, but it's not, we have it right now. And for that, I give thanks. I give thanks for everything. I think I give thanks for the ability to lay here and stare at the ceiling. Like I do often in bed, talking to you all and giving thanks for you, giving thanks for the ability to, uh, to have been inspired to, to share this with you, to talk to you, to be able to communicate with you and speak with you, just cool, man. I mean, it's just so cool to be able to share thoughts with someone in the future, family that I may never meet, or these words to my children um, 20, 30 years from now, if I'm not around anymore, hi, I love you. And you have no idea uh, how much it hurts right now to say, think about that. But it's true. This is what this is. It's a personal journal I hope I am here for you, and I hope we've had a, a really good life together. Uh, I love you guys more than anything ever in the entire world, and for that I give thanks. Hmm, that's the first time I did this on a personal journal. Hmm, that's heavy. But yeah, I give thanks for you. I give thanks for the life I've had with you. I give thanks for every moment that we had on the swings, going to the parks two, three times a week, taking walks around the neighborhood, um, just sitting there reading your books, sitting in front of the fireplace when you were little kids and just watching you guys dance and no TV on and just being yourselves and being happy kids. I, I can't even put a price on that. The ability to be home with a heart problem taken from the life that I thought was mine and put into another role as a stay-at-home dad to help mom raise you guys. It's incredible. I wouldn't change a thing. Never. So much love, man. Just so thankful for those memories. And I've always prayed that you guys would be happy and all of that would have not affected you in a negative way, you know, worrying about me. We just hoped and prayed that you guys would have the most normal childhood 
there would, you know, there is that we were capable of giving you. And I look at you now, so proud of you both. Um, I mean, life happens. Things happen in life, and when they do, you kind of have to roll with it. And I think what I wanted you to learn in life was no matter what happens in life, you lose a job, you lose a friend, you lose a family member, you lose the life that you had before uh, in regards to who you were as a person. Oh my God. I took my medicine. Yeah. Trying to be sincere over here. Siri, whoever's listening. Things happen. Things happen in life. Things will alter your life. A roadblock comes up. A mountain comes up before you. And the lesson that I needed you to understand, the life example that I was trying to live to show you girls, to teach you, is you never surrender you never quit you find a way under around over or through that mountain of adversity that's in front of you and you never quit in anything in life worth fighting for never quit there is no option of quitting of surrendering those words do not exist look back if you're ever encountering something hard look back at my life and the example that I tried to live for you girls to understand that you can do anything you put your mind to. And you are already showing me that now. So I think I got to, that's enough of talking about that right now. It's getting me, uh, I don't know. I want to keep this positive. I had a, such a positive vibe going. But I had, that was, that's serious, man. That's me. I mean, it's just being straight up with you and, and talking to you about how I feel about things. So, my God, if I had a way, success, you can put anybody next to me you want to right now. I don't care. Anybody, any billionaire, don't care, man. I have what they have. I have more. Money can't buy what I have. That love, that level of love and understanding and empathy and happiness for what God has given me and God had to give me that heart problem to be where I am now. I get it. I didn't get it before, but I get it now. He needed to do something dramatic in my life to divert me from life's plan that I thought it had for me for his plan to come to fruition. And I am so thankful for that. So, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, this is how it goes on this podcast. <laughs> you know, get very personal, man. That's what it's about. So, if you like personal journals, this is it. Um, and man, that was about as sincere as I can get. Without getting the allergies in the eyes, you know? Happens sometimes. But anyway, just full of love, full of thankfulness and for my life and for everything in it. The good and the bad. Yeah, things can always be better, but if they don't, if they stay exact, exactly how they are, I'm, I'm solid with it, man. Just blessed. Blessed. Not for material stuff, but just bl truly blessed with the things that actually matter, which is love, emotion, great family, 
and love, man. Just love and just thankful. So thankful that I am thankful. And I'm thankful for you. All right. Thank you very much for being here. I'm totally serious, man. Thank you so much. This is probably the strangest personal journal you'll ever listen to podcast, but this is me. This is what I am. This is what I got, and I'm willing to share that with you. So thanks for listening. If you think anybody else can get something from this, eh, please share the episode. You know, we're the best kept secret in podcast land. <laughs> Finding subjects, I'm Tony. Thank you very much for being here, and I will talk to you soon. See you later. I'm going to start singing that song. I'm going to make up some different words for that song. I just took my medicine. I already took it. Out. I don't know. I can be more creative than that. I just took my medicine. It's really good stuff to take every day. I don't know. Uh,